Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. And I know you're a busy parent and you've got a lot of things going on. And the thought of like adding something new to the routine, which is sitting in the high chair and trying solid foods and having to do this two and three times a day, the thought of that can be overwhelming. So if you can't make it to 15 or 20 minutes per mealtime right off the bat, please know that that is perfectly okay. We're going to get your baby to the point where they get there, but practice makes progress. And I would really encourage you not to skip days when it comes to starting solid foods. Consistency is key and practice makes progress, but we can't skip days in the high chair. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. Well, hello and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about how long meal times can or should be. We have parents who are like, wait a minute, do I really need to be sitting here for a whole hour that's going to take my baby to finish the amount of food that I put on this plate? Or on the other end of the spectrum, parents who are like, oh my gosh, my baby will only sit in the chair for like five minutes before they start absolutely flipping out. We're never going to have enough time to get proficient at learning how to eat food. So don't stress out. We're going to get there. Today's kind of a conversational mini training. And I love to start these little mini training episodes with a baby led weaning tip of the day. And my tip for you today, this one might sound weird, but use a timer at mealtime. I know it can feel in 
interminable sometimes when you're doing a task with your children. Okay, like cooking with toddlers is another one. Like this is taking forever. When it comes to eating food with babies, sometimes parents are like, oh my gosh, we've been sitting here for so long. When in reality, I'm like, you know, it's only been like six minutes, right? So when we're going to talk about some time goals today, (laughs) I have a poor relationship with time. If you are like me and you sometimes need the external reminder of how long it's actually been, Right now, it's uh, we're doing a lot of summer reading in my house with my older kids, and they're just like supposed to be reading for 30 minutes a day. Every minute they ask me, like, how long has it been? How many more minutes? And I'm like, you know, I have to keep adding time to the timer if you guys don't stop asking me how long it's going to be taking. But the point is, we sometimes don't have the greatest relationship with time and having the timer at the meal. Okay, just on your phone. You don't have to have like an external timer. But it can help you realize like, oh, wait a minute. My, ba- right, my baby's getting better. Oh, yesterday we can only do 10 minutes, but now we're doing 12 minutes or whatever the case may be. And just a quick story. There was this baby, baby Jacob, that we were working with last year, a little while ago at this point, my friend Arlene's baby. It's her fourth baby. And you guys might remember this baby from Instagram. And we always tell a lot of stories about the different babies we work with. But this one in particular is her fourth baby. Her oldest three children were incredibly picky, like, like feeding therapy picky. And she shared a lot openly about that. And this fourth baby, she was so excited about doing baby led weaning. I remember the first few days that he came over, I was helping her with her first 10 days of baby led weaning because um, she lives close by this baby was not eating. Like he would literally sit in the chair. And one day I did time it. It was 18 minutes until he touched the food. I think on like the third day. Okay. Now a lot of parents would have already given up by that point, but we had a goal set of let's try to keep Jacob in the high chair for 20 minutes if we can. And if he does absolutely nothing, that's fine. And if he freaks out and wants to get out earlier and that happened in days one and two, that's totally fine as well. But it was, I remember 18 minutes before he even touched the food. So I'm not encouraging you to sit there all day long, but also sometimes having a timer can really help when you're like, oh, it hasn't even been 20 minutes. Now, what's the deal with the 20 minute mark? My general rule of thumb is ideally your baby can be sitting in their high chair for somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes at a mealtime. That's about how long, especially our earlier eaters, the ones in phase one of baby led weaning. That's the first eight weeks in my program. We don't have any expectations of them really even going beyond 20 minutes occasionally there is a baby or two who will be totally fine sitting in the high chair for longer. And parents are like, do I need to sit here until they start flipping out? Like, is that the only fullness cue? And the reality is, is that early on when you're starting solid foods, your baby is not eating in response to hunger. They do not know how to use food to help that feeling of hunger go away. That will come later in phase two and phase three. Early on in that first eight weeks, we're just trying to get your baby acclimated to this new situation of sitting in the high chair and having food in front of them and touching it and smelling it and sniffing it and eventually bringing it to their mouth and chewing and swallowing it. So don't expect miracles in the first few days and weeks after you start solid foods. Sometimes the win will just be, huh, we sat in the high chair for 10 minutes today. We're working our way towards somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes per meal. Now, how often do we want to do that? My general rule of thumb is that when you start out solid foods at six to seven months of age, We want to see baby trying to eat solid foods one to two times a day. At eight to nine months of age, bump that up to two to three times per day. And then by 10 months of age, we love to see our babies eating three times a day, three meals a day in their high chair, generally sitting there for somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. As your baby gets older and more proficient, you will also be more comfortable in recognizing and responding to their hunger and fullness cues. And some days they're going to want to stay in that chair longer. And some days they're going to show you all the signs that they want more food. And other days you're going to be like, oh, you are definitely done. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Mm 
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Now for babies who flip out in the high chair. For the earlier eaters, these tend to be the babies who don't like being in their stroller and don't like being in their car seat. And if that's your baby and you know that about your baby, you might consider practicing just sitting in the high chair and getting comfortable there even before you start solid foods, right? If your baby's not sitting up on their own relatively independently, you can't be starting solid foods yet, but you can put your baby in the high chair. You can prop the baby up if they're kind of swimming around in their high chair by rolling up some dish towels and putting them behind and on the sides. Okay, we're not offering anything except infant milk. You can do breast milk or formula out of the open cup. You can put some of the oral development tools out there and have them practice with those. You can put an empty cup or a baby spoon to have them practice just experiencing sitting in that high chair. But if they're actively flipping out, freaking out, throwing a tantrum, whatever you want to call it, we can't be offering food because of course, if they are throwing their head back and opening their airway, that dramatically increases the risk of choking. So we have to get to that point where the baby's comfortable sitting in the high chair. And some babies are totally chill right from the beginning and they can sit and do it for 20 minutes. And other babies, they're going to get so tired, right? Because this is a new skill. They've just learned how to sit on their own. You think about all of the muscle mechanics required to sit relatively on your own when you've never done that before, right? They're just starting to exhibit that trunk strength and that head and neck control required to facilitate a safe swallow. And now we're asking them to sit and breathe and swallow and coordinate all of those things at the same time. It is exhausting. And you will see your baby get tuckered out and pooped out and like, wow, they really got tired. And I know from having fed so many different babies that you can just almost see the point at which they turn the corner and they're like, I'm done. And so when we're, we're working with babies and we're, we're helping them learn to eat new foods, and a lot of times we're also filming content at the same time, I know that there's that really short window where the baby is going to be alert and interested in the food. And you need to strike while the iron's hot, okay? And that means putting the food down, clearing the distractions, making sure they're seated properly, and then allowing them the time to explore that food. If you can get it to a point of 15 to 20 minutes, that's great. If you're not there yet, don't stress out. Have a timer just to keep track of it. For a lot of parents, I know they just kind of um, make little notes. They're tracking the 100 foods that their baby's eating. They're also taking notes about the meals, especially if the baby is prone or at high risk for food allergies. We want you guys taking notes of, you know, what the allergic reaction looked like and taking pictures if that's the case, but it doesn't hurt to take notes of how long we're we able to sit in the high chair, ultimately working your goal to the point where your baby will be comfortable sitting there for 15 or 20 minutes, two to three times a day. Okay. By 12 months of age, what are we working towards? The goal of your baby sitting at the table, 
eating modified versions of the same foods that the rest of the family eats. You can get there, but it's not going to happen overnight. And I know you are a busy parent. You have a lot of things going on, but sometimes we have parents who are like, I don't have time to do solid foods every day. And if anything, I would really, really encourage you not to skip days. Your baby needs that consistency and that routine and that schedule of being seated in the high chair, being strapped in if that's the case. I generally will not do the straps early on in baby led weaning. A lot of the moms in my program know that because early on when you start solid foods, your baby's risk of choking certainly is higher. Can we always remind parents there's no higher risk of choking when you start solid foods with a baby led approach compared to conventional adult led spoon feeding? But that's only provided that the parents are educated about lowering choking risk. And at the beginning, you know, your six-month-old babies aren't going anywhere, okay? If you have a high chair that has a baby guard like the Nomi high chair or the Trip Trap chair, they don't need the straps, okay? I don't want to be fumbling with the straps in the event my baby had a choking incident and trying to get them out of the chair, okay? Early on in, in those chairs that are set up to hold the baby in without the straps, I'll go without the straps until the baby starts popping up trying to climb, then obviously we need to put the straps on. And for most babies, that's not going to happen around the, until the eight or the nine month mark. Okay. So just getting comfortable in the high chair and you getting comfortable, you getting comfortable with the straps, you getting comfortable to this you know, new routine. And if you're stressing out about the routine, as I know a lot of you have gotten to a really good point with your nap schedule and your milk schedule, my suggestion is in phase one of our program, we don't even alter the milk schedule or the nap schedule. Okay. Because the baby's not actually eating very much. If you want to learn more about how to transition your baby to solid foods using this approach, my program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. If you go to babyledweaning.co, you can learn more. That's where I show you the whole, I have a whole 100 First Foods content library and how to prepare all the foods on my 100 First Foods list. We also have a 100-day meal plan if you're just like, tell me what foods to feed my baby on which day, and then a lot of additional video training on how to do this safely. I'd love to help you get your baby to a position where you can do 15 to 20 minutes inside of each mealtime and you're not stressing about it, okay? Because you got a lot going on. But I always remind parents, you need to feed this baby for the next 17 and a half years of its life. You might as well do the hard work now to get your baby comfortable learning how to feed themselves and how to like and accept a wide variety of foods because it's going to make your life easier. And it's certainly much more gratifying when all of these wholesome foods that you're taking the time to make for your family, that the kids actually eat them. So check it out, babyledweaning.co if you'd like to learn more. The show notes for this episode will be linked up for you at blwpodcast.com forward slash 357. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts.